This is the Sunday Worship Podcast. Today our guest speaker is Captain Rob Westwood-Payne and he will be concluding his series on God's invitation to holiness and exploring how God invites you to consecrate yourself so that he can do amazing things in and through you. Over the last few months, as we've transitioned from Fortress Radio to Salvationist Radio, we've been looking together at God's invitation to holiness. We come to the end of that series today, and I want to ask you a question. What is it that you're running after? What is it that you're pursuing? Where are you accepting your invitations from? I've asked those questions myself. I've asked, do I run after the quick fix? Do I run after self-help? Do I run after the next in thing? When you think about holiness, do you run after doing more? The idea that somehow by working yourself into the ground, you will become the person God wants you to be. Do you look to programs and courses to teach you how to obtain holiness? Do you hope somehow that listening to me for a few minutes on a Sunday morning will make you holy? Let's look for a moment at what William Booth ran after. Wilbur Chapman once asked him, General Booth, tell me what has been the secret of your success. He hesitated a second, and as Wilbur Chapman describes it, he saw the tears come into his eyes and steal down his cheeks. And then he said this, I will tell you the secret. God has had all there was of me to have. There have been men with greater opportunities, but from the day I got the poor of London on my heart and a vision of what Jesus Christ could do, I made up my mind that God would have all there was of William Booth. And if there is anything of power in the Salvation Army today, it is because God has had all the adoration of my heart, all the power of my will, and all the influence of my life. Wilbur Chapman goes on to say, I learned from William Booth that the greatness of a man's power is the measure of his surrender. Now, I don't know about you, but that's what I want to run after. Total surrender. That's what God has been asking for from his people from the dawn of time. If you have a Bible nearby or you've got a Bible app that you can open, I invite you to turn to today's Bible reading, which is Joshua chapter 3 and verses 1 to 7. Joshua 3 verses 1 to 7. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. Early the next morning, Joshua and all the Israelites left Acacia Grove and arrived at the banks of the Jordan River, where they camped before crossing. Three days later, the Israelite officers went through the camp, giving these instructions to the people. When you see the Levitical priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God, move out from your positions and follow them. Since you have never travelled this way before, they will guide you. Stay about a half mile behind them, keeping a clear distance between you and the ark. Make sure you don't come any closer. Then Joshua told the people, Purify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do great wonders among you. In the morning Joshua said to the priests, Lift up the ark of the covenant and lead the people across the river. And so they started out and went ahead of the people. The Lord told Joshua, Today I will begin to make you a great leader in the eyes of all the Israelites. They will know that I am with you, just as I was with Moses. Amen. Imagine the scene for a moment. 
for 40 years God's people had wandered through the desert after their miraculous escape from Egypt. At the crucial moment their faith in God had failed. They'd refused to obey God and to conquer the land of Canaan he had promised them. But now, finally, the next generation was ready to cross the River Jordan and to enter the Promised Land, led by Moses' faithful and courageous successor, Joshua. Imagine the anticipation they must have felt as they stood at the edge of the river. But perhaps mixed in with the excitement was a certain amount of fear and doubt. You see, the River Jordan isn't some quiet, babbling river that you could just take a paddle in. If you go a few verses further into Joshua chapter 3, you'll get to verse 15, which says it was the harvest season and the Jordan was overflowing its banks. The river they were about to cross was a flood, a fast-flowing, swirling flood, probably about 10 to 12 feet deep. Wading across it was out of the question. Even swimming it would be impossible, however strong a swimmer you might be. Rafts couldn't be provided for that number of people, and they'd probably break up in the river anyway. There's no such thing as heavy machinery to build a tunnel under the Jordan. There was absolutely no obvious way to cross the swollen torrent. And yet God's people have to move forward, because God is telling them to move forward. So what was it that unleashed God's power and enabled his people to cross over the Jordan into the Promised Land? Verse 5 says, Joshua told the people, Purify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do great wonders among you. The answer was for God's people to consecrate themselves, to purify themselves, to set themselves apart as holy. They were to dedicate themselves to God in obedience and submission. They were to renew their dependence on God. In those days, consecration involved the washing of clothes as an outward sign of inner cleansing. It signalled a new beginning with God. In this case, the fulfilment of God's promise to help them cross over into the promised land depended on God's people choosing to consecrate themselves, not to earn God's blessing, but by ensuring that their hearts were ready to receive God's blessing. Let me ask you, do you long for God's blessing? Do you want God to do amazing things wherever you are? Do you want to see his power unleashed in your life and in the life of the church? Are you running after revival? Well, maybe it's time to stop running and to kneel instead. Did you notice that in the passage I read, God's blessing has a focal point? Verse 3 says, When you see the Levitical priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God, move out from your positions and follow them. The Ark of the Covenant was the symbol of the Lord's presence among his people. It helped God's people to remember. It acted as a focal point for God's people who had a tendency to forget what God had done for them. It's no coincidence that the Salvation Army has its own focal point. We have our own symbol of the Lord's presence amongst us. On top of the Ark of the Covenant was the mercy seat. In many Salvation Army halls, the focal point is the mercy seat. Here is where we can seek God's presence. Here is where we can stop and kneel and let go of whatever helps us forget. Here is where we can remember what matters most. Here is where we can learn to walk with Christ. Here is where we can consecrate ourselves at the mercy seat, where we can ensure that our hearts are ready for God's blessing.
It may be that the next time you're in a Salvation Army or Hall, you want to use the mercy seat to consecrate yourself to God. But actually, we can come into God's presence anywhere, and you can kneel wherever you are just now and ensure that your heart is ready for God's blessing. My understanding of consecration has changed beyond measure since I first knelt at a mercy seat at the age of six. That's obvious. But my understanding of consecration has grown over the past 12 months. It's grown over the last few weeks, even since yesterday, because the more that I walk with Jesus, the more I realise there is more to surrender. Consecration is a gift I must keep representing to God. I have to do it again and again. And I have to ask you, has God had all there is of you yet? Does he have all of your heart? Have you given each and every ounce of your will to him? Is he the one and only influence in your life? At the end of this series about God's invitation to holiness, God invites you to consecrate yourself so that he can do amazing things in and through you. If you have a piece of paper handy nearby, I invite you to take it up and simply to sign your name at the bottom. It's a blank check. It's for God to fill in whatever blessings he has in store for you. Let him write on it his purposes for your life. Let him write on it his will for your life. That's true consecration. Will you pray this prayer with me? You'll find it in the songbook at 569. And it simply says this, All there is of me, Lord, all there is of me, Time and talents day by day, all I bring to thee. All there is of me, Lord, all there is of me. On thine altar here I lay all there is of me. Amen, and may God bless you.
Give yourself to God. Give him everything you are, everything you hope to be, all your dreams, visions, hopes and desires. Make everything his and he will demonstrate his power through your life. Thanks again for listening to Sunday Worship here on Salvationist Radio. Have a great rest of your day. God bless.